This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. An MRI of A.J. McCarron's right knee confirmed that the Falcons quarterback suffered a season-ending ACL injury Saturday against the Dolphins, the team announced Sunday. McCarron was vying to win the Falcons' backup quarterback job that became vacant with the retirement of Matt Schaub. With the Falcons down 14-3, the offense was on the move. McCarron broke loose for a seven-yard gain and was tackled hard by Miami linebacker Sam Aguavin. McCarron stayed in for another play before walking to the sideline. The trainers attended to him and assessed him in the blue tent before announcing that he had suffered a knee injury and would not return. It was unclear if he was hurt on the tackle or if it was on a non-contact injury after handing off the ball. I really feel for A.J. McCarron, Falcons coach Arthur Smith said after the game, any time that something like that happens, it's tough when you know what these guys put into it. Due to the injury, McCarron will miss the 2021 season, and the Falcons now find themselves in the free agent quarterback market. The top free agent quarterbacks on the market are Alex Smith, retired, Robert Griffin III, Blake Bortles, Josh McCown, Ryan Finley, Josh Rosen, Jake Rudick, Case Cookus, Jamie Newman, who opted out at Georgia in 2020, and K.J. Costello. Next up, a growing number of companies are adding a new job requirement before remote workers return to offices. Full vaccinations against COVID-19. That's not the case at Georgia's manufacturing and poultry processing lines, where workers mostly have remained at their posts throughout the pandemic. Their employers are wary of mandating shots, even as the Delta variant fuels new concerns about how to keep workplaces safe and open. Frontline workers at plants are divided over a vaccine requirement, despite some worrying if enough is being done to protect their health. Manufacturers say they are encouraging workers to get vaccinated, and some are offering cash incentives or on-site shots. But they say mandates are unnecessary or would cause people to quit. One exception has emerged. Tyson Foods, with 6,000 employees in the state and 120,000 nationally, the chicken and meat processing giant announced earlier this month that almost all its people, from office staff to production line workers, must get the shots. The deadline for most frontline workers is November 1st, a month later than for the bulk of the company's office workers. So far this year, OSHA has received 251 COVID-related workplace complaints and referrals in Georgia. About one in five involved manufacturing or poultry processing. As the Delta variant spread in recent weeks, the complaints have increased in OSHA's four-state region that includes Georgia. Moving on, three men were fatally shot in a southwest Atlanta parking lot not far from Atlanta Police Headquarters early Sunday morning, just hours after detectives opened their 100th homicide investigation this year. Officers responded to the area of Whitehall and McDaniel Streets near I-20 about 1245 a.m., where they found three men between 35 and 45 years old who had injuries consistent with gunfire, Atlanta Police Homicide Commander Lieutenant Daniel Genson said. All three victims were pronounced dead at the scene. The relationship between the three victims is not clear, police said.
In 2020, Atlanta reported its most homicides in more than two decades, and cases are up again this year. The city did not eclipse 100 homicides until October last year. Councilman Antonio Brown said many homicides involve victims and assailants who know one another, and conflict resolution is essential to prevent altercations from escalating into murders. Brown has proposed that the Department of Public Safety and Wellness respond to non-emergency calls and provide care and services to residents 24 hours a day, a substantial expansion of the city's current policing alternatives and diversion initiative. Answers are not as simple as hiring hundreds of officers to restore the force to 2,000, Brown said. He said that level of law enforcement staffing did not solve issues facing the city, and he would rather see community policing that gets officers out of their vehicles and onto the streets where they can learn their communities. Militarizing Atlanta police is not going to solve the problem, Brown said. City Council President Felicia Moore said Atlantans are tired and angry about waking up to headlines of more violence. She said there is grieving in every neighborhood. I want to make sure we're looking at this comprehensively, Moore said. Social services are one piece of the puzzle, but so is the capacity of the court system and jails. Moore said the city's nightclubs are an important industry, but like Sharon Gay, a lawyer and former top city official under former Mayor Bill Campbell, Moore said serial violators in the city's nightlife scene must be addressed. Most importantly, we've got to set a tone in the city of Atlanta that the crime that is happening is not acceptable. And we as a community don't accept it, and we don't accept allowing it to define who we are as a city. And we're going to do everything possible to change it, Moore said. To read more statements from local politicians and mayoral candidates, visit AJC.com. And finally, Atlanta-based Delta Airlines is among the carriers the U.S. Department of Defense called on Sunday to help transport people who have evacuated from Afghanistan. The initial stage will include three aircraft with crews from Delta, though that could increase. The carrier's first round of flights with evacuees is expected to arrive at Washington Dulles International Airport on Monday. Delta's planes are among 18 aircraft that will be used, including four planes from United Airlines, three each from American Airlines, Atlas Air and Omni Air, and two from Hawaiian Airlines. The carriers will not fly into Kabul, but instead will move U.S. citizens, special immigrant visa applicants, and other at-risk individuals from other locations serving as temporary safe havens and staging bases according to the Defense Department. The carriers are all part of the Civil Reserve Air Fleet Program, which gives the Department of Defense access to commercial airplanes to augment government airlift and allows military aircraft to focus on flights in and out of Kabul. Spoken Layer